1: We're all superstars.
2: Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries. 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Before jumping into today's guest, I just want to thank once again my corporate sponsor so that's Halton Honda and Forever for believing in myself, my guest and the content that we bring to you each week on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. I also wish to thank my family and friends over at C-Suite Radio Network where of course following the live show you can eventually find the podcast link. Again, uploaded to my host page, Living Fearlessly fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. So who is my guest of today? Well, my guest is a gentleman by the name of Jeremy Vermulen. He is a motivational speaker, youth basketball coach and author. His talks focus on the topics of happiness, overcoming adversity, believing in yourself, positivity and leadership. He has always been someone who has found joy in helping people realize that life is so much more than what is right outside their door. In the winter of 2012, Jeremy jumped at the opportunity to volunteer as a youth basketball coach for a nonprofit organization and live out a lifelong dream of coaching. This is where his passion to help others really started to shine. Then in 2015, after overcoming a a one-and-a-half-year battle with depression, Jeremy's passion became a burning desire fueled by a single notion that if you believe it, you can achieve it. Since then, his mission has been to take his message from the basketball court and share it with the masses. Jeremy's belief that personal growth and development can help you achieve the life you desire is what drives him to continuously learn new methods and techniques that can be used to enhance not only his life, but also the lives of others as well. Fantastic. Jeremy, I want to welcome you to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. How are you,
0: my friend? I am doing wonderful, Lisa. How are you?
2: I'm doing awesome. I'm so excited that we're finally here. We had talked about this Mm -hmm. weeks ago, uh, about showcasing you, and I was truly inspired by your message, and I know that your message is resonating with people firsthand, uh, more so in your local community and on the basketball court, Uh, but I want to know, as I always do, although this is unscripted dialogue, I always start out with, uh, for the listener's benefit, Mm-hmm. What, is the, what was the inception of your journey? What, how did you know that you had this leadership ability and capacity and burning, yearning desire to help catapult other people, to anchor other people, uh, to make them shine and to empower them to empower themselves? Where did this all come from? What was this birthed out of?
0: Well, I mean, it was, it was like a long road of discovery, so to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a kid, I grew up without my biological mother.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that really shaped the course uh, of my life and how I looked at relationships, how I looked at, you know, my stepmother, how, you know, when I was younger, how I looked at her and how I look at her now. Mm -hmm. And when I went into coaching, when I got involved in coaching, I saw a lot of kids that are come from single parent homes Uh, That you know, grow up in these very rough situations, uh, even worse than you know how I perceive my situation as a kid. You know, Mm -hmm. they're growing up in these really bad situations, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, okay, I can help through basketball, and that's what I wanted to do. That was just like, okay, I'll help through basketball. I'll give these guys some guiding points, and you know, hopefully keep them on a a good path in life. You know, regardless of what's going on at home or you know in their neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And then when I got when depression hit me, uh, I realized that on my journey back from depression to happiness and, and what I like to call my happiness feeling on an everyday that I get to feel every day, you know, I get to feel alive every day. I realized I need to not just help kids in basketball, I need to help kids all over because there's kids that go through what I just went through at a much earlier age and, and go through it for a much longer time. A period, Uh, period of time. And sometimes it's a lifetime of of feeling depressed. How can I take that from a basketball aspect, apply it to everyday life, share a story that of what I've gone through and how I was able to overcome it? How can I do that? And that's when I said, you know what? I can speak. I have a passion to help people. I have a, I have a voice. Why not use that to help as many people as I can? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And just, you know, and that's what sparked it was realizing that we all go through stuff and if my voice can help somebody i got to do that i got to help other people you know as as Dude. a parent you know we're always helping our kids yes. i can help other kids i can help adults that are going through rough times mhm you know so well. that's what i did it.
2: Absolutely beautiful and what I love about this and why I love showcasing guests such as yourself Jeremy is because the people who I bring on to the show they are people who have taken and understood the gift the blessing the message within whatever turmoil they once upon a time went through and rather than choosing to succumb because I believe it's a choice so rather than Mm -hmm. choosing to succumb to victimology or you know going through your life from a place of victimology or scarcity or lack you then understood through clarity, you understood through looking at the bigger picture, I'm not the only one who clearly is touched by depression. I'm clearly not the only person in your set of circumstances who was raised by, uh, you know, single parent or without the absence in the very profound, pivotal uh, relationship of mother and child. And Mm -hmm. so what you've now done is you've chosen to take that message, take that pain, turn it into gold and anchor other people and empower, again, other people to empower themselves. And so this is what I talk about in terms of paying it forward and being of service. And so the fact that you see that there's a plethora of people out there who could benefit from knowing firsthand your experience, you choosing to be raw, you choosing to be vulnerable, you choosing to be candid, knowing Mm -hmm. that that's what's going to land and resonate with other people and give them permission to go, okay, I can share my story, I can ask for help, help this person's gone through it they clearly can identify with me and relate to me so i just want to say particularly for children too um you know children oftentimes are still seen and not heard and you know the fact that you are bringing people to a point where they too can shine they too can rise out of the ashes and do something positive and constructively with their own lives uh, and turn them into champions i mean fantastic super super impressed
0: I really appreciate that, Lisa. It's, uh, you know, I never, you know, we go in high school, you know, most of us do not think of talking in front of groups as the most, the thing that we want to do ever because it's so nerve wracking. Right. right? <laughs> you know, but as an adult, when you, when you, when you come across something that you truly believe in yes. and want to just be there to help people, though. Yeah, you still get nervous. I mean, I get nervous in front of everybody that talk, even if it's a one on one situation,
1: because mm-hmm. you
0: just never know what that could be. You picture mm-hmm. it one way, but you just never know how it'll turn out. Um, but being able to have something to physically say. It, it, those nerves go away like in an instance. Once you start, it's you, like they're gone. And all you are there, you're just there and experiencing it all. And you know, you're helping somebody, even if it's just one person out of 100 people that are there to see you, you help that one person. And that means everything in the world to that person, which means everything in the world to me.
2: Absolutely. Beautiful. So knowing that your story, the inception of your journey, was birthed out of and and pretty much formed based on the absence of your mother, who Mm -hmm. then were your intangible or tangible mentors? Who helped catapult you on the path and, and, you know, lifted you up, anchored you up?
0: Well, I mean, it started with my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad was, you know, when my parents split up, when my parents got divorced and my mom moved us out to Washington State, my dad stayed here in Pennsylvania. I've you know, that's he grew up here in Pennsylvania, kinda of stayed here in Pennsylvania, and that's not the typical situation when parents get divorced. You know, mm-hmm. normal the typical is both parents live in one state, you know, you go visit one um, you know, on the weekends or whatever it may be. But, you know, my situation was much different. But during that two year period that we weren't in physical contact and we couldn't physically see him because, you know, you're talking the early to very mid eighties, you know, there were no cell phone, f- FaceTime, any of these technologies that would have been great to have. Yes. Uh, there was the landline, which uh, you know, my kids don't even know what a landline is. They probably <laughs> never even seen one, you know. Um but you had that and you had physical mail where you sent letters and that's yeah. what we had. And even though my dad wasn't physically there, he called us. He would mail us letters. He always found a way to keep in touch with us throughout that time period. It was, and it was frequent. It wasn't like once every couple months. It was, you know, he tried to call us every week or every other week to let us know, hey, I love you. What are you guys doing? I care, you know. So that meant a lot. Mm-hmm. Because that dynamic when my mom sent us back to live with my dad completely changed. You know, my mom wasn't the one that called all the time, uh, she, her phone calls were frequent. So my dad was always that rock. And he was always he was hard on us, but hard Mm -hmm. in a good way. You know, Mm he built a lot of those foundational uh, adult ideas in our head about, you know, you're going to do a job, do it right the first time. Don't want you don't want to go back and do it a second time because we would have to as kids go back and do things. This isn't right. Go back and do this. Fix that. Fix this. You know, so he was very instrumental in that. Now, my dad, I won't say, was the most encouraging person. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he was more of a realistic person. So he gave me those down home. This is how a parent should kind of be, those kind of things, and how to be a productive adult or a member of society, if you want to put it that way, he gave me those.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, and growing up, my stepmom was like very similar, you know very they both grew up very uh poor and very um what's the word I'm looking for? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, they grew up very rigid. Yeah, They had very, mm-hmm. you know, rigid and, and, and I say poor because they didn't have a lot of money, but full of family, but very rigid. So they were very into, you know, work hard, work hard, work hard. Mm-hmm. And my encouragement came from, um, my coaches in sports, Excellent. uh, particularly my football coach. And it's funny because I recently just reached out to him almost after 20 years and thanked him because, when I was playing football, I thought he was just being hard on us,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: actually he was—he was encouraging us. He just had a different way of doing it. And, and I find that now in life, as, I, as I've gotten older and I really open my eyes to things, people encourage us in very different ways. Yeah. Uh, and he was very encouraging. You know, he didn't ever want us to give up on ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: was just the way that he approached it. I, I can re- spe- specifically remember as a as a freshman in football. He came into our locker room. We're up twenty to nothing against the team, and he said he he was reading us the Riot Act, like we were losing the game. <laughs> I was like, what What in the world is going? On? You know, I'm you know 14, 15 years old, and I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, why is he reading us the Riot Act? We're up twenty to nothing. What, what more does he want from us? And I realized now, as an adult, it's he just didn't want us to stop. He wanted us to push harder because he knew, yeah, we're up twenty to nothing. It wasn't about the score. It was about. We had a tendency to fall back in the laurels. Oh, we're up by 20. And we wouldn't push as hard and teams could get back in it. You know, mm-hmm. he wanted us to keep pushing because that's the way life is. You can't just sit back. You can't just rest on your laurels and say, eh, everything's good. I'm up 20 to nothing on life because life will creep back up on you. And as soon as you don't, all of a sudden you don't realize it and now you're tied or you're losing in the game. And now you've got to fight back when you could have just kept on going and you would have kept on winning,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know, at that situation, whatever it may be. So...
2: that's amazing and what I love about that and I loved sports analogies and I love contrasting leadership and mindset to the principles and the concepts that Mm -hmm. we learn out of sport because I I am a former athlete and uh, I've learned a lot of that along the way through some pretty hard coaches who maybe once upon a time similar to what you're saying Jeremy I didn't quite grasp you know the nuances or I didn't quite grasp why is the tone or the inflection or why is the message so harsh now as an adult I can certainly get that and I can appreciate those life lessons that have helped me along the way but what I love about what you used in that example is yeah regardless of whether you're up 20 nothing, whether you're the winning team whether it looks like it's a slam dunk you know to go back to your basketball references you know it's very important not to get complacent right just because you think Mm -hmm. you're ahead now how was it that you got ahead in the first place because when you start to become short-changed or short-sighted or you become to get back into that comfort zone of I don't need to work as hard or I don't need to stretch myself or I don't need to expand or I don't need to keep going and elevating and uh, up my level, up my game. That's mm-hmm. when the tables get turned on you once again. You've got to keep going as if you are losing in the last quarter. you got to keep going uh, until you know the bell whistles or things go off to indicate that, yep, yeah, okay, you won, you did it, you hit it out of the park. Um, you, you, you just can't assume or presume or get lazy or complacent and think no matter how much you feel or appear or seemingly ahead that that's going to be the trajectory of where you're going to continue to go if you fall short uh, mm-hmm. with with the tenacity and the stamina,
0: yeah. One of the analogies that I use very often when it comes to to life and when I'm out, you know, in front of uh, speaking to a group is a, I, I tell them it's like a boxing match.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: life is like a boxing match. You are going to constantly get punched in the face,
1: mm-hmm. you know, with
0: a straight jab, and it, every once in a while, you know, you you duck and you miss the jab and you're okay. And then all of a sudden life throws a left hook at you and knocks you silly. It almost knocks you over, but you find a way to stand back up. And you're like, okay, and you recover. But then eventually it hits you with an uppercut and knocks you flat on your back. Mm-hmm. And you can look up and you can say, I'm not getting up. Or you can look up and say, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up. And you, you, know, you find a way to fight back through those times where you're just knocked out on your back. And you're just like, I don't know if I want to get up. I'm not going to try and get up. Should I try and get up? Nope, not going to do it today. Maybe tomorrow. And you find a way to get back up. And you gotta keep getting back up because mm-hmm. all too many times in life, once it knocks you down, it will try and step on you and keep you down. And that happens to a lot of people in life. You know, I felt I felt that way when I was depressed. I mm-hmm. felt like life had knocked me down, kick, and is continuously kicking me to keep me down in the, in this depressive state until I finally found a way to fight back against it. And that was really realizing um, that. All this this pain and agony that I feel, all these things that are making my mind say you're not worthy, you're worthless, you're going to be like this forever, all of it could go away if I just stopped dwelling on this. And it wasn't just stop dwelling. I had to do other things. But Mm -hmm. that was the main thing is stop dwelling on all the sadness that's in your life and look at your life and say, what is good right now?
1: Mm -hmm. Where
0: is the good in my life? And I had to look at my wife. I had to look at my kids. I had to look at my my dad and my my mom, uh, who is my stepmom. I call her my mom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I had to look at those people. I had to look at my brothers, um, you know, all my family, and all the things that I'm doing good because I was still coaching at the time. You know, when I got depressed, I was still coaching, and I was there, but I wasn't a very uh, good coach at that time for that year and a half.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I had to look at that. I said, okay, here's all these kids that I want to help, and how am I helping them if I'm going to be sad all the time? Right. So I looked at all these wonderful things, and I said, okay. It's time to time to start reframing my mind Mm -hmm. and fixate on those things and keep fixating on those things. And what helped me realize that is uh, Eric Thomas, who is a motivational speaker, big time motivational speaker. Mm -hmm. um, I watched a simple six minute video that he put on YouTube. I watched that. And like that, my life was just like, that's when I realized focus on the good, focus on the good, fight against the evil or the bad, however you want to word it, fight Mm -hmm. against that and focus, focus and fight for the good in your life. And that's what I really, really trying to get people to focus on because, you know, I was recently at a homeless uh, homeless shelter and, you know, these people are down on their luck. They got no place to live. They're living in a, uh, you know, home that's not theirs or sleeping in a bed that's not theirs. Get them to focus on the good stuff. Even though it seems like there's nothing good, focus on the good stuff because there's something there that's good.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And see, you're so preaching to the preacher here because there's so <laughs> many. There, there truly is so many overlaps and parallels between your story, my story, and just in terms of you know the people who I bring onto radio to showcase in terms of mindset. Uh, because you know what people garner to be an overnight success, what people don't realize is that it took a lot of failing and failing fast to get there, and mm-hmm. it took a lot of incorporating. Uh, the core key principles of what it is to hone your mindset because once you hone your mindset and you develop that as a new habit no differently than brushing your teeth or eating properly working out whatever the case may be then it just becomes a ritual and it becomes a pattern and it becomes a trend and then it becomes energetically what you're emitting to the universe and then it's the law of attraction and then all of a sudden the right people are aligning with you and boom bang mm-hmm. things are going like off like crazy and so you know i I love what you said because one thing I talk about quite consistently and it is so so important as you would know, Jeremy, you know how you dialogue with yourself, how you choose to treat yourself, nurture yourself, respect yourself, the thoughts that you allow uh, yourself to think about to process, and to hone that that input, that download that's what is ultimately going out into the universe that's the message mm-hmm. everything you say everything you think becomes an advertisement of who you truly are what you truly believe in and so we know that every one of us is regardless of our individual circumstances or how harsh or cruel we think life can be at times it is up to us to make the choice of am I going to expend my energy am I going to process and focus on the things that are going to intuitively mm-hmm. yes. serve me or counterintuitively right yeah.
0: No, absolutely. So, absolutely. And it and it's funny because um and not funny, ha, funny in right? an interesting way. Um,
2: <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> um but I like
0: to I like to think of that inner dialogue as a positive playlist. Now, yeah. I'm gonna date myself a little bit here. I'm gonna go back to the time when you used to have cassette tapes and you would put the tape over the, the yes. piece that you break <laughs> out so you could re record over it. You know, I, I think about it like that like that you we used to create mixtapes our own mixtapes we record them off the radio maybe from another cassette that are you know borrowing from a friend of ours but we create these these mixtapes with all this music that we love to listen to they and it was usually fun music stuff that made us want to dance feel fun smile you know And now we've just, you know, we've upgraded that to, you know, our iPhones or, you know, Android phones where we have a Google playlist or Spotify or, you know, all these different things that we can create our own playlist. Well, it's like that inside our minds now.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: most of us don't ever think about it until something bad happens where we have to reprogram that mind frame and now put a positive playlist where we are giving ourselves daily affirmations of i'm a good person i'm mm-hmm. strong i'm healthy you know i help people you know all these good things that we got to remind ourselves of on a daily basis which helps us put our, ourselves in this mind frame to, mind frame to be able to smile on a daily basis when the world when we look at the world and it says there's a lot of bad stuff happening right now mm-hmm. you shouldn't be happy you know you should be concerned you should be worried you should be this that and the other thing anything but joyous excited and loving and laughter you know we see all the other stuff in media whether no matter where you get your media from you see it and that's Mm -hmm. what we're told that we should feel when really we don't have to feel that way we can be understanding and concerned about the things that are going on in the world but why shouldn't we be happy that hey i'm alive today that's an amazing gift why not be alive and be happy about that hey i got a friend that's alive i'm gonna go see them that's an awesome thing you know yeah
2: Absolutely. And the message within that, too, which I absolutely love is it's our choice as a human being, as somebody who's, you know, uh, immersed in the world of personal development and growth Mm -hmm. and all of that to be discerning. You know, we're discerning as consumers in terms of what product we buy versus another product, but we're not necessarily discerning in terms of the kind of content that we allow to submerge in our subconscious, therefore, either reactivating negative thought patterns or reprogramming positive ones. So, yes, it's important to be mindful of global current affairs and to have a sense of what's going on in the world and have a pulse of things, but -hmm. you don't have to sit there watching CNN, you know, 24 hours a day. Uh, you can then for th- therefore decide to go, okay, I'm going to read a book or I'm going to download something, listen to something, uh, participate in a mastermind or go to the basketball court or go visit a friend who I know that's going to elevate their day or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. We all have choices as to how we expend our energy and therefore what we're consuming in our brains in terms of information. Things that are going to serve us, things that are going to expand us, or things that are going to counterintuitively not serve us, which is therefore counterintuitive. So these are choices, people. We have all these <laughs> things at our disposal to either help us or to hinder us, truly.
0: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, Lisa. You know, I, I, in school – I I despise reading. Like, it was one of the things like if I could find a way to shortcut reading, I I really (laughs) did. I mean, we used to have to write um, like five page reports uh, in school on, you know, a certain topic, you know, to avoid reading and having to write too much. I I actually believe this sounds really funny. I actually cut the paper short. Like, they actually made paper of different sizes to go in printers. I thought they did. So I was like, okay, I'll fool my teacher and all right, because I didn't want to read all the books. I didn't <laughs> want to write all the information. So I cut my paper three inches short and said, oh, that you know, my dad bought the wrong size paper. My uh-huh. teacher was like, this is ridiculous, um, you know, because there's no such thing. And I didn't know. I was a kid. I was just like, I never bought that paper. Right. But, you know, to go from that mindset of I, I despise reading, like, why do I got to read this, this stuff already happened. And it's, the, and it's the way most kids think in school. Mm-hmm. You know, why should I read this? This already happened. What does it matter? Well, now I went from that um, to reading on a consistent basis to fill my brain with information that somebody's not going to teach me unless I go to them. And I don't, you don't always have that opportunity to go to people or interact with them on the phone. So the next best thing is, you know, videos, audios, mm-hmm. and books. And books are the easiest thing to get a hold of because they're everywhere. Yes. You, you know, you can get a book anywhere. And I started reading, and it was, it was Jim Rohn. I, I watched a seminar on oh, Jim Rohn. Oh, I love he, you, Jim Rohn. Just <laughs> love
2: him. I consume I so much of his content. I just love him.
0: It, it's awesome because it's so simplistic. Yes. You know, it, it's it's not word heavy. He doesn't try to use big words. He uses word, everyday thoughts and everyday words that people just use even today. Yes. But he talked, you know, in his seminar, he talked about it being a life learner. And I thought, geez, a whiz, what an amazing concept. Mm-hmm. Just learn and read things that you're going to enjoy, but that are going to teach you something. And that, that's when I started reading. And I just, you know, I have never, I haven't stopped, you know, in the last three years. Um, you know, I've made it a point to try and read a book, at least a book a month. So, mm-hmm. you know, i just ex- expanded my knowledge. And, and it's one of the things that I try and teach my kids Um, especially my oldest, who's uh, off in college right now, I try to teach her, you know, you're learning a lot, but there's other stuff that you can learn on your own. That's going to help you as, because she wants to be a teacher,
1: Mm
0: it's going to help you as a teacher, be able to connect with your students, uh, understand the world better and Mm -hmm. what it takes, you know, there's just so much out there that we don't realize can help us in reframing our mind and everything. Just, Everyday life that it can help us, and and so you know I'm a big advocate for learning, and I and I try my best to pass that on to my kids, as well as everybody that I ever talk to about anything. You know, I'm reading this book; it's really good. I read this, or I read that. Mm-hmm. You know, get your hands on it; it's it's mm-hmm. going to help you in this way. So beautiful. It's, it's, I love the fact that I can look back in my life and see where I was mm-hmm. and how I've evolved. And it's funny that it took me, let's see uh, almost about fifteen so, yeah, about fifteen or so years to change that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where I went from being somebody that just, okay, go to school, get a good job, work the rest of my life and raise a good family to okay, got my education, got a got a job raising my family, now what else can I learn? How can mm-hmm. I create something more to help more people, help myself, all these different ideas?
2: Beautiful, well thank goodness that all clicked with you and resonated <laughs> with you because look at all the, the people that you have had impact and value with in terms of, again, anchoring them uh, from the depths of whatever it is that they're going through and to recognize that it is possible because you being that tangible example and leader and mentor and role model to them, it reinforces for what you've been through if you make the right choices, if you align with the right people, if you sponge up and absorb the right things that are going to serve you and elevate you uh, and enhance and enrich your life and your game ultimately, it is possible and then in turn those people are going to look back and go, you know, I used to have this mentor called Jeremy and as a result of Jeremy being in my life uh, you know, I was able to learn some key concepts that really reinforce that I am somebody who does bring value to the world. I am loving. I am deservable. I Am worthy, and then who knows what that does to catapult their lives in the direction where they too are in a mentorship type position and empowering other people to empower themselves. It truly is the domino effect, Mm -hmm. it really, really is. And I do believe that our lessons of what we've gone through, as painful as they may have been once upon a time, I think once we can hone and master and identify what. Is the lesson within that that can further propel me to be in a position to empower other people? Uh, you know, it is our inherent responsibility to do that, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I no, truly believe
2: absolutely.
0: that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, what is knowledge unless it's shared?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, it's and knowledge is power. And knowledge is power, right? Mm-hmm. So, what are some of your knowing that mindset when we talk about mindset, Jeremy? We talk about leadership and, and uh, you know, being committed fiercely, staunchly committed to the evolution of self because everything starts with self, it's not about externalizing blame, it's not about putting emphasis on the outside of you, it's taking mm-hmm. responsibility and accountability within the inside of you. So, when we talk about these key core concepts in terms of leadership and mindset, um, mm-hmm. what are some of of your disciplined daily practices that keep you on the straight and narrow, that truly keep you refueled and invigorated to be able to walk your talk with the other people who are counting on you?
0: Well, I would have, I'd have to say the biggest thing for me is is when when I wake up is like I say uh, the Lord's Prayer. It Mm kind of puts me, you know, and that's not for everybody, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I like to say it because it just reminds me of things, um, you know, in that predators things that remind me and put me in a better frame of mind just to start the day. And then I have a whiteboard in front of my elliptical machine because I, I go down, mm-hmm. you know, for at least I try to get 20 minutes in the morning um, every day. And it says, are you becoming the person you want to be? Love it. You know, and, and I've changed it over the course of time, but that one's been up there for for a while because that one really, you know, are you becoming the person you want to be? Because if you're not working towards you know and whatever that means to you you know if you're not working towards those things then you are kind of standing still or going backwards absolutely uh, you, you know and i don't want to i don't want anybody to go backwards in their life i don't want to go backwards in life i want to keep moving forward you know i don't want to stand still because standing still is not good in my opinion is not good either
2: no stagnation so,
0: yeah so i have those two things and then i i I'm still, you know, it's a work in progress. I think we're always a work in progress, trying to I- evolve ourselves. So, um, you know, I am always working on not letting things that other people do bother me and bring mm-hmm. me down and put me in a negative state of mind. Uh, so I, you know, driving to work, somebody cuts me off. I got to remember hey, that that's their own issue. You know, they got they feel like they've got to be in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry. Hey, I'm safe. Didn't get in a car accident. No problem. Let it go. You know, where I used to be somebody that would rant and rave about, you know, you cut me off. What's wrong with you? Why are you driving like a maniac? You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so, you know, though, that's one of the things that reminding myself, it's not you, you know, that person has got their own agenda. You're Mm -hmm. safe. Um, You know, and that's, that's my biggest one is trying to remember, no matter what happens in this world, um, reminding myself. So I'm constantly talking to myself, you know, is this something that I should be upset about? Is it something that I'm in control of? a lot mm-hmm. of us a lot of us want to try and control everything and when we feel out of control we get upset or we get angry uh sometimes even feel bad about what's happening um so i'm constantly talking to myself about control and you know is this in my control
1: mhm
0: so we got well- words mhm
2: yeah, and, and and as you kind of cited in your own way of saying it too, to bring it back and hit the point home with the yes. listening audience, there are so many things more so in life that are going to seemingly be out of our control. But the one thing that we do have within our control is how we then choose to respond, react to something, correct?
0: Yes. So I'm constantly working on my reactions, trying not <laughs> to react or overreact, but try to respond to the situation. Right. I think as we get older um and more mature, we learn that reaction is that emotional impulse
1: mm-hmm. at an
0: instant to say, you wronged me, you made me feel this way, and we and we want to lash out or or whatever to the situation. Whereas as we elevate our mind and we elevate our process and we start to slow down a little bit and realize, okay, respond. Is there a need to respond? Or is this an okay situation just to walk mm-hmm. away and, and say no need to respond, you know. Uh, I feel as as adults, we learn to respond. At some point in time, we should learn to respond. <laughs> right. Um, it was it, that's been a big growth process for myself is learning to respond to situations instead of react. And mm-hmm. I catch myself every once in a while. Like I said, I'm a work in progress. I catch myself every once in a while reacting, and it's usually with my kids mm-hmm. because we want our kids to act a certain way and do certain things and do what we say, and you know, make sure and Our kids are not like that. Kids are spontaneous. They, Mm -hmm. you know, listen sometimes when we think they want to. Mm -hmm. Uh, So being able to respond instead of react has been right and still at this point in time, one of my biggest things. Um, And just kind of to go back a little bit with, you know, going into daily affirmations, I constantly tell myself that I'm a good person, that I'm loved, that, you know, I have a loving wife, I have loving kids, um, that the people that kind of come in contact I can help them just by being pleasant, be pleasant today, be thankful today. That's mm-hmm. the, And that's probably one of my biggest things. Um, you know, and it's one of the one of the things I put on social media every Thursday. I put up a thankful Thursday post because I want uh, people, other people to understand to be thankful actually makes you feel good.
2: I love realize- that. I love that because most people do the throwback Thursday. I love the thankful Thursday because it's all premised in gratitude, I believe. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely is. Um, and that's one of the things that I, that is an absolute daily thing for me to do is be grateful, Mm -hmm. you know, thank, you know, be thankful for what I have right now, because as I grow, as I become more and I get more, I don't want to be unthankful for those things. Because Mm -hmm. if I can't be thankful for what the stuff I have right now, little or great, how am I going to be thankful for when things become better? Very true. And I, you know, we live in a world And not to go off topic, but we live in a world of instant gratification. It's so easy to get things at our fingertips, where if something is not happening right now the way that we want it, we become upset and angry, Mm -hmm. um, disheartened.
2: Mm -hmm. That's not, sorry, I was just going to say, Jeremy, Mm -hmm. that's not at all off topic. (laughs) That's very much interconnected and interrelated as, uh, you know, the culture of the times that we live in. And this is where, you know, people are more apt to Feel inclined to quit or to give up or to no longer persevere because if things, as you say, aren't happening in their uh, so-called t- projected time frame of how quickly they think sh- something should be evolving or something should be an automatic bullseye or a yes or a high five or you know. Then that's where you start to feel people, you see people go off the rails because it's like, mm-hmm. no, that's not life. You know, anything worth having is worth fighting for. You got to fight for it, and sometimes that fight can be an hour. Uh, hour. It can be a year. I mean, some of the things that I have... Manifested, And I've, you know, coupled with not just visualization, but taking massive, massive action. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, if I'm finding it difficult to get through that window or get through that door or whatever, I'm going to find a way to go around that obstacle course until I land and and hit the bullseye of where it is I say my non-negotiable is in terms of what I must have. And Tony Robbins talks about that, right? It's the must mm-hmm. have, the people who script their dialogue in such a way that it be, it becomes... Only possible and only realistic that what you say you want to achieve or need to achieve based mm-hmm. on must have and raising your standards, it will in fact happen, but you can't quit.
0: Yeah. And, it, you know, thinking about, you know, corporations, because um, a lot it, it, in corporations, and it's funny because we're talking about – you mentioned about going around the obstacle, and this is, this is why I'm talking about this. You talked about going around the obstacle be able to get where you want to go
2: yes.
1: and, and
0: complete that. I sat down – I had the opportunity to sit down with um, a, a VP uh, of, of a company one time,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know, I asked him, what, what's it like to climb the corporate ladder?
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and, that, and he stopped me, and he said, don't look at it as a ladder. Look at it more as like – almost like a staircase, like mm-hmm. a zigzag staircase because your direction to where you want to go in, in just in, in corporate life, and it, and it applies to real life too, is it's not always going to be a straight path. No, You're going to go left and right and maybe do a half circle and then maybe have to go backwards a little bit. It's it's not a straight path, and, and we have this thought process uh, all too often that my direction to this point is straight because we're told what's this – the quickest way to from point A to point B, it's a straight line.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: that's not how real life works. Real life works in, in various different directions. And to get to point B from point A, you, you're you not going to go straight. It's just, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to go all over the place. But you eventually, if <laughs> you stay focused, if you stay focused and keep going, you yes. eventually get to your point B. It just is not, it's going to take you a lot longer than what you probably think right now. So be patient. Be patient. I hear Gary Vayner- Vaynerchuk talk about it all, all the time. Patience, 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 yes, love patience, yes. you know, just be patient. It's a process, but you got to keep moving. You can't stop.
2: That's but right. you got to be
0: patient because you, if you don't have patience, you will get disheartened and you will quit and you will give up. And that's a very, very unfortunate fact for some really, really good intentioned people
1: mm-hmm. that
0: they give up before they even get a chance to get started.
2: Right. And I love that you came back and qualified it and, and fit that, you know, you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving with the idea of patience because sometimes people misconstrue and they think patience means just relinquishing action and impact Mm -hmm. no you can't you can't sit there and expect for it to land in your lap just because it's something that you wish for or you're manifesting you've got to as gary said as you said as i know uh and the people who are in this particular industry of personal growth and personal development you know yes be patient in the mind frame of not quitting and don't give up and reconfigurate what your solutions or your ideas or your contingency plans are going to be to navigate you to get to still the landing point of where you wish to go and, and obtain what you need to obtain and your must haves. Um, but yes, you have to keep going. You have yeah. to keep going. Patience does not mean staying still and being idle.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's definitely a lesson that, um, when I go to talk to youth, uh, youth groups and stuff like that. I let a, I, I, that's one of the the things towards the end, I let them know like, you're going to have to, nobody is going to drop a million dollars in your lap just because, mm-hmm. hey, you look handsome or you're a nice kid or whatever. You're, they're not going to drop a million dollars in your lap and just say, here you go, because you just look mm-hmm. like a good kid. You know, they're not going to hand you the life that you want, whether that's, you know, uh, a family, you know, uh, you know, corporate job, whatever it may be, whatever your life mm-hmm. you're imagining your life to be, they're not just going to drop in it. You have to work every single day, you know, and, and, and work hard at it. It's not just work like, Oh, I went out, I got up and, you know, I did this. No, it's mm-hmm. like, I got up, I did this. And, I, and then I did this. And then I did this. And then yes. I finally relaxed because I hit all the goals that I wanted to do. And I did an extra one, you know? Yes. It's, it's, it's like that. And I, I, the The youth today, um, unfortunately, I feel, is very hindered by technology in that fact, because mm-hmm. technology makes it very easy to get things done, but it doesn't mean we're really getting things done.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: um, sometimes there's some manual hard labor that we've got to put into action um, yes. to get things done, and you know, you hear a lot of people, and, and I don't don't want to go into a big discussion about this, but you hear a lot of people talk about millennials and how lazy they are. I don't think, I don't think anybody's really lazy unless they want to be lazy.
2: Exactly.
0: Uh, I think it's more of a, there's so much there Mm -hmm. that it makes it sometimes easier for people to feel like they're doing something or contributing to something. When the reality is you haven't really done much, (laughs) like you really haven't done it. Like even though you've done this, this and this, you really haven't done all of what you think you have, like, and I, and I wish I could give you a better example. Like, let's say, okay, here we go. Let's say I got up and I sent 10 emails.
1: Yes.
0: Okay. Yes. I've sent 10 emails, but now I close my laptop and I go, okay, I'm done for the day. Well, that's, yes, I've accomplished something, but Mm -hmm. I haven't really accomplished much. Right. So much more, so much time in the day. To get so much more done where I can productively be in front of people, be around people, make Mm -hmm. connections, influence those 10 emails, maybe you get one back. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, well, that was not really a whole lot of success in the fact of what you're initially maybe trying to do, which is, you know, make connections so you can get your business in front of more people, you know, whatever it is.
2: Yes. And don't think for a moment that you've exercised your due diligence by pressing the send button because you actually have to engage with people. You have to be uh, relational. You have to be relatable. You have to do your follow-up. You have to connect, perhaps use your email as a a reference point to establish the initial contact, uh, you know, because Mm -hmm. you've scrubbed your list and you've gotten them off of like a particular social media platform. But you have yet to actually get on the phone and hear this person's voice and hear what it is through their injection and their message and their passion and, and their energy exuding through the phone which is what happened between you and I Jeremy right. uh, you know we took it from LinkedIn to phone to now the airwaves on the global platform so uh, and I'm so glad that you and I both being uh, inclined to navigate our lives in the way that we do that we both synergistically came to understand that that's what you have to do I don't mm-hmm. want to just be in the messenger box with you I want <laughs> to I wanna yeah. talk to you I want to talk to you I want to know what makes you tick I want to Hear your energy. I I want to know by us talking synergistically what that then uh translates to with the airwaves with the listening audience. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to get jazzed up. I want my listeners to get <laughs> jazzed up. So listen, my friend, growing cognizant of time here, I would like mm-hmm. to give you a couple of opportunities. One uh, to inform the audience here of where they can connect with you, either to book you for speaking engagements or coaching or one-on-one consultation, uh, or secondly, and secondly as well, uh, what you're imparting words you would wish to impress upon the listening audience so that they have like, at, you know, there's lots of nuggets that you've imparted and shared here, but mm-hmm. maybe something uh, in your closing out words, a uh, true gem, true nugget that you want to land with the listening audience.
0: Okay absolutely. So, I mean, if, if anybody would want to get in touch with me in regards to booking any kind of coaching or speaking engagement, whatever it mm-hmm. may be, uh, just even to connect with me. Um, I'm always looking for, I always, I love connections. Mm-hmm. Um, they can go to my website, which is dot uh, www.jeremyvmotivates.com. Um,
1: mm-hmm. you can
0: easily find me there, all my content and stuff there. Um, you can find me on Instagram. That's one of the other major platforms that I'm on, which is, um, My name on there is at JLV underscore motivation. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can find me there, Uh, and you can also find me on Facebook too at Jeremy Vermulen. Um, as far as a final nugget, (laughs) there's so many to choose. Yeah, there's so many things I could say, but I want I want to put it this one. This one was it's so prevalent today. Our Mm -hmm. phones, okay, Mm -hmm. we our world. In my world too, so I'm not excluded from this group. Group, but in our world, our fo- our, our lives revolve around our phones a lot because, mm-hmm. you know, it, social media is available there. That's how I text my friends, how I get in touch with my family, I call them, um, Snapchat. Every you know, everything mm-hmm. is, is available on our phones. One thing that is is rule in my house now. Mm-hmm. It, because I had to do it to myself. So now everybody has to do it. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> of course. It's funny how you do this to yourself and now everybody else has to do it. <laughs> when I sit down at the dinner table and I, and I wish, and I, and I implore everybody to try and sit down at the dinner table with their family at least once a week. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's great just to have some downtime from our busy, busy lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Put your phone away for that time period. From the second you sit down at the dinner table, to the time you finally get up and you go into your living room or wherever else you're going to go for the day, put your phone down. You know, Mm -hmm. it it may only be a half hour. It might be 40 minutes, might be an hour, but put your phone down. Don't pick it. I don't care if it rings. I don't care if you get an instant message, you know, whatever you get, Mm -hmm. don't, you gotta ignore it. If you got to put it in a different room, put it in a different room, but put it away and conversate, have a conversation With your kids, your significant other, wife, whatever it may be that's sitting down to dinner with you, have a conversation with them. You know, if you have to invite a friend over for dinner because maybe you're you live by yourself, you know, you're 22 years old, you you have your own apartment, you got to invite a friend over. Whatever you do, sit down with dinner to somebody, put away your phone and just enjoy conversation and make a human connection, like a Mm -hmm. physical human connection by doing this for me. I understand my, you know, my wife gets a chance to vent if she's having a bad day. She can share her feelings with me. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids, I I get to hear about my six-year-old's day and what she did in school. You know, when my daughter's home from college, she can tell me all about her college and what's going on. How's work going? Because she's working her summer job. You know, and my little Fantastic. one, I have a year and a whole uh, year year and a half old boy. He can, you know, he can talk his gibberish to me, and I laugh <laughs> and I giggle. You know, so. <laughs> that's my last nugget. Just disconnect Love at, it. at least once a week and just enjoy the people that are present in your life right there and then for that time at dinner
2: absolutely well I think that's such an important one because yes you're right it's prevalent everyone is, is hovered around their phone and I admit I am too because my business is not an office it's not a cubicle it's my phone my business mm-hmm. is generated through every aspect of social media and my email and uh, so I just want to say I personally thank you for that because I too am a parent and mm-hmm. uh, it's more important than anything else in my life to be present for my children no matter them being my wife and me working as hard as I do to give them a good life, that only means so much if they don't feel that they're connected with you in the moment. Because we know, especially with you having a child who's of college level, the years go by so fast. They grow Mm -hmm. up so quick. And... You know, where are we without our family, our true loved ones, the people that actually matter? Our phones mean nothing at that point. So I just want to say, Jeremy, it's been an absolute honor and a privilege and a treat to showcase you here today. Uh, I've taken notes. You've said a lot of things that have really resonated with me that I'm going to take note of and I'm looking forward to the podcast link uh, being uploaded because, of course, I like to go back at my own leisure and really... Take a listen without the headphones on and being on to interview to hear what it is specifically my guest said in a way that I might not have picked up on it as the interviewer in the live moment. So I just Mm -hmm. want to say thank you so much for everything you do on behalf of all the kids whose lives that you're uh, once again empowering and enriching and giving them an opportunity to see the beauty within themselves and to thrive and to flourish. I think you're amazing. Um, And and you're welcome to come back here at any time where you feel you have additional updates that would be worth mentioning and sharing with my global listeners. But in the meantime, I want to say, All my best to you and your family. Keep doing all the good stuff. I appreciate you. And to my listening audience, I want to thank you once again for being one of over half a million Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald podcast subscribers. I want to also thank you again uh, to the loyal listeners, the feedback, the testimonials I receive on a regular basis to show and to tell and to illustrate the ways in which my show and my guests of each week have truly had profound impact on your lives and have really shifted you to embrace what it is you too deserve to live In terms of deservability and worthiness and and just loving yourself and sponging this all up because, you know, regardless of your beliefs, we've got one shot at this in the here Mm -hmm. and now of our total understanding of this. So. I want to encourage you and uplift you to fear less and to live more. Again, I want to thank my corporate sponsors, Halton Honda, as well as Forever Living for believing in myself, my guest, and the content of the program. And I want to thank my friends and family over at C-Suite Radio Network for also believing in myself and the content of the program and my guests of each week. And to remind people who are listening that you can also eventually find the podcast link of the live interview show up on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald on the c-suite radio network so till next friday we'll be back here again of course 8 a.m pacific 10 central 11 eastern i am your host living fearlessly with lisa mcdonald saying love and gratitude all my best take care
1: bye-bye you've been listening to living fearlessly with lisa mcdonald